previously on Last Week in Basketball. The Lakers! You're telling me the Kings might end up with a better season? This is the final stretch to see what you're made of, what kind of franchise you are. I'm expecting them to come out victorious. Day of Death, Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. Cause, choking. Gentlemen, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mal. Welcome back, guys. How you doing? How was your week? Oh, it was pretty somber, bro. <laughs> I think we're both going to get into this, right? <laughs> Who had the worst week, the Lakers or Will Smith? Ooh, Jada Pinkett did. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Malv. I love it, Malv. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball. We're calling another Audible, back-to-back Audibles. Hey, we make this show. We get to do what we want to, all right? We We don't have corporate heads coming to us and telling us what to do. We don't have the GMs telling us to not say things. We're our own. We're our own clutch organization here, right? And with that being said, there's no other bigger storyline this week, this season, than the Los Angeles Lakers officially being eliminated from playoff contention, not even making it to the play-in tournament. I know, right? Malv, this is where we're going to start the episode off. Let's see how much we chew into them. And if we have time for other stories. Oh, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. I think me and you, again, how this is the second Audible show we have. We usually come with a game plan. You know, we have a nice blueprint of how things should work. You know, I actually do notes, but I I was kind of on your whole page, too, because I was like, I can't pay attention to other teams in the the fucking league right now because my team has just shitted the fucking brick right now, bro. What happened? What happened? Let's start with the April 1st game, Alv. Lakers versus Pelicans. I wish that box score was an April Fool's joke. The Lakers fall to the Pelicans 111 to 114, a back and forth game throughout. But in the fourth we quarter, we had the win. We had the win again all season, especially these last months. It was Brandon Ingram, it was CJ McCollum, it was Jonas Valančiūnas. Let me go ahead and list their stats real quick. Ingram, former Laker, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. CJ McCollum, 32 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Jonas Valančiūnas, 17, 12 and 6 for the Lakers. Solid performance by LeBron and Anthony Davis. LeBron, 38 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Anthony Davis first came back. Yeah, but he didn't do... Well, he did. He pulled it off, but he couldn't pull off the win. And again, before we go on, we talked about this that night of, like, we already knew B.I. was going to go off. That, that was somebody you had to look forward, you know? And, like, man, we talked about this, too. We thought AD would have more of a chip on his shoulder, you know, especially against this team, which we already lost. And I'm already feeling like this is a new rival for us, and it shouldn't be. Like, these should just be fucking wins. Like, how many times throughout the seasons we had weeks like this where we had, like, a fucking Kings caliber team three at least within the week, and we still couldn't get it done? Like, this game again, we were leading. Leading. And what happens? Anthony Davis, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. 
they started off solid. Offensively, they were good. Uh, it was the defense, and it's been like that all season. They kept the Pelicans around. Eventually, you know, their offense kind of stagnated a bit. And when we get to the fourth quarter, we had LeBron James pump faking a couple threes, then he airballed it. I texted you immediately after that, though, didn't I? Yeah. I, what did I say? You said that was the right play, though. I Exactly. You said that. You said that. And I was like, what? You ain't mad. No, I wasn't mad because this is his team. This is the responsibility. Everything is going to be on him the most. So he needed to be taking that shot. Regardless of what happens, the pump fakes and everything. Mm. Speaking of those pump fakes, going back to the 2012-2013 season, that reminded me of... Kobe Bryant against the Toronto Raptors when he was pump faking so many times. Like, remember that? Yeah, uh, over DeRozan and everyone. And he hit that three to send it to overtime. So that's what I was channeling. That, 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 those are the kind of the. No, we've seen it work with him before, uh, shooting out from the three. Like, he can make these. And again, this season, too, we talked about him handing it off and not shooting it when he was supposed to. So I'm with you on that. But again, the season's already over. Could you have, like, not already over. It was still in grasp for the play-in. Like, this wouldn't have been the one time nobody would have been mad at him giving it to somebody else who was open. You heard what Brandon Ingram told him after? Oh, yeah. You, you were, uh, what do you say? Um, LeBrick. LeBrick, right? Yeah. Oh, LeBrick. Ooh. You were just mad, salty. Never forget, though. Yeah, right? Hey, he loved B.I., all right? <laughs> Slender man. Him. He's breaking the Lakers' hearts after we traded him, right? Everyone is. <laughs> The next game was going to be them against the Phoenix Suns. Nuggets. The Nuggets. And, like, we lose again, 129-118. to 118. They're, they're not different. Like you said, we start off solid. I feel they start winning off in the second quarter. Like, I feel like halftime against a lot of these teams shouldn't be as close or we're getting blown out. You know what I mean? The main thing I took away from that Denver Nuggets game was the fact that LeBron James, after sending that <laughs> April Fool's Day tweet, he's out for the rest of the season. Looks like that's going to be true. He was out that game. He missed the game against the Phoenix Suns. And now, according to Bleacher Report, LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook will not be playing tonight's game against Golden State. should just finish it out. I feel like they didn't even give their whole juice for the last two games. I say pack it up, pack it up. I, well, it is packed up. Yeah. It's packed up. But, like, we didn't make it. The numbers say it. This has become one of, like, LeBron's worst teams ever. One of the Lakers' like worst teams in, in recent memories. And I think like it just only makes it look bad more because we're the Lakers. Like you said, we're just so spoiled. And like this season looked like it should have been at least a, a, a free playoff walk-in. But that's not what happened. After the Lakers were officially eliminated against the Suns Tuesday night, I was listening to ESPN LA. I was listening to Alan Sliwa. And he was saying, it's like, yo, they're really making it pretty easy to just make it into the play-in tournament. You really have to be bad or not really try at all to not make it at least to that level. And that's the situation that this team finds himself in. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. 63 wins. We'll see what happens there. Uh, definitely look like the best team in the Western Conference, maybe in the league. Uh, but yes, let's go back to the Lakers real quick. LeBron James did not play that game. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook led the charge. When the fourth quarter rolled along, I really think that I heard AD, once he grabbed a rebound, he was going, Russ! And Russell Westbrook completely ignoring him, just doing his own thing in the corner of the basketball. Mm-hmm. And that was either Taylor Horton Tucker or Malik Monk. They, they attacked the basket, and then you know they had kind of a mini 10-0 run. 
without Russell Westbrook being involved whatsoever. So, you know, it's just bad body language, bad culture, bad leadership. Uh, they gave up. They yeah. gave up. As far as being one of the worst teams in Lakers history, yes, I agree with that. I think this is probably one of the worst teams in all of NBA history, actually. What? Yes. Aren't you being a little too dramatic? Considering what the expectations were, mm. considering where the previous Lakers teams that we thought weren't that good, I'm bringing up the 03-04 Lakers season. I'm bringing up the 2012-2013 season. Uh, you know, it progressive. Our Tariq Black <laughs> and Nick Young seasons? You're saying these are, this is worse than those? I'm saying that the expectations weren't what they were. Oh, yeah. Nobody was. Yeah. So when you have Russell Westbrook, when you have Anthony Davis, when you have LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard. Hey, side quest. We've got ourselves a side quest. Dwight Howard has actually been a part of two of the worst performing Lakers seasons in franchise history. Damn, he's our curse. That was the curse. (laughs) 2012 and then now 2021, 2022. Um, Going back to what I was saying. What was I saying? Just uh, this being one of the worst Laker teams because of the expectations. So we go to the 2003-2004 team. They make it to the finals. They lose against Detroit. The 2012-2013 season, Kobe's willing them to the playoffs. He tears his Achilles. They make it to the playoffs, but they get swept in the first round. Now this version, they can't even make it to the play-in tournament. So do you see how it's like regressively getting worse? I'm going to pull up this stat from StatMuse. The Lakers have only missed the playoffs 12 times in their 74-year history. Seven of those have come in the last nine seasons. Damn. I did not know that. That sounds even worse. Yeah, right? So these so are... We are the worst. Like millennials. Yes, right? We have it the worst. And not to mention the whole Kobe tragedy as well. Uh, yeah. We've had it tough as Laker fans, bro. But we, we had it the toughest. <laughs> it's on there. The analytics say it. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, we've been saying it all season two. If you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. This is the Lakers at their their worst. worst yeah. they, yes, right. They they have transformed from Cinderella. It's no long. It's past midnight, right? It's been past midnight. <laughs> it's four minutes past midnight. What was it from the office? Uh, Michael up. Scott's uh, film, the short story. Uh, oh, mid- threat level midnight. Threat level. It's, yeah. uh, Shit, man. It's four a.m. right now, dude. At the same time, I think this, I don't know if we should transition, but this goes definitely with the health of the all season. Like this team was just completely unhealthy. Anthony Davis post game. We had more starting lineups than we had wins. True. And that's just injury. And, you know, like at least if everybody would have started healthy at the beginning, the chemistry, I believe, would have for sure grown. We didn't have Ariza, who have none. You uh, still don't AD. have none. Yeah, you, know, like, you know, so like we have all these injuries. You're telling me if all these fools weren't healthy and playing with each other at least that at least we couldn't come down to at least five main rotations, you know, instead of 20 plus that they said that they've dealt with? 31 and 48 losses. 48 losses is completely embarrassing. It's not what we expected. And that's of now, Mowgli. We still have two more games to go to the season, so they can make it worse. Thank you, Mal. <laughs> Always the optimist, right? Mal, you mentioned the coaches earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that now. Frank Vogel. It was all yellow reference. <laughs> <laughs> he did win a championship, Malv. That's the silver lining right there. But this year, we were just saying it. I haven't heard of a team going through this many rotations in so long. Hey, what are you going to do? I, but at the same time, I'm not on this level like Stephen A. Smith and everybody's saying, like, he, it's all him. It's all Vogel. And he is the main problem. And if you get that out, then you're pretty much good. You're set for next year. 
What do you, I, I know you can't agree with that either, bro. The Lakers players gave up on Frank Vogel as a coach, and you could see that by their defensive effort, by their lack of communication, especially after that Phoenix game. Did you like? We're talking about body language. It's just like, oh shit, man. That's what this season was. Garbage. Oh, <laughs> Garbage season. Uh, Frank Vogel, three seasons as the Los Angeles Laker head coach. As of this recording, there's a total of 222 games. He was the head coach as. His winning percentage is 125 wins, 97 losses, but brings it to a 5.63 win percentage. Got factored in the championship in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least he does have a championship. All the speculators, all the analysts, everyone was saying that he is most likely not coming back next season. He's axed. He's axed, bro. He's, he's old yellered. <laughs> and two of the names emerging are Doc Rivers and Quinn Snyder. Doc Rivers, currently the coach. Of- hey, don't forget my boy Mark Jackson, all right? Oh, is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on the Shannon Sharp train right now. We need to get Mark Jackson a job, all right? Out of those three, who do you, you want Mark Jackson? No, I want Quinn Snyder. I would have to agree. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're doing Doc- another trade. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Rivers, currently the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Quinn Snyder, currently the head coach of the Utah Jazz. And Mark Jackson has been... Hey, the best commentator on ABC. Right. Right next to Jeff Gundy, though. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's where all three of them are right now. I like Quinn Snyder the most because he does have previous ties to the Lakers organization. He was an assistant with them. It would be nice to reunite them. Also, I like his effort and and what he's doing defensively in Utah. Utah was just going through a little bit of a rough patch right now, but I do think that he would be the best candidate. And if there's some way... Uh, uh, Rudy Gobert can can end up coming to the Lakers. Wish I want that. I, like that would be such a nice pairing between Gobert and Anthony Davis. Just that defensive anchor he is. Because I play as the Jazz on two K, and he fucks shit up, dude. Yeah, he, he, he's really good. <clears throat> the French defensive man, the Stifle Tower. <laughs> That's what they call him. Uh, another thing too is just uh, going back to the Pacific Division talk. The Warriors and Draymond always chirping against Rudy Gobert, mm. and you know. Team France, and, you know, whether or not Gobert is actually the best defensive player in the league. Rudy, if you can somehow make it to the Pacific Division, we can find out four times out of the year, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, Rudy Gouba Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just kind of that. That fantasy we're living in right now as Laker fans because we're so angry, and we're just like, you know, let's just make everything better this impossible scenario. These delusions, right? right? The grandeur. Yeah. <laughs> That That's what is. we got. That's what it's Hollywood, baby. That's what we live in right now. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, Malv, I had a bunch of other notes as well. Uh, but just like the Lakers in their last couple of games, I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Let's throw it out. Right? <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> so I'm going to give that same energy that the oh, Lakers gave, fuck. right? And, and uh, we're going to play it by ear. Someone needs to take responsibility of yeah. this. What are you seeing right now? I'm all, all everywhere. Everyone's on everywhere. LeBron, Team Clutch, the front office, the coaching staff, the players, right? Exactly. Who gets most of that blame? It's, it's LeBron, bro. He has to take a big one. And I feel like what Magic said, like, if it's true that DeMar DeRozan was on his way here and how hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah, he's having a spectacular season in Chicago. You know, we're hoping that that would have happened here. But what Magic was saying that he had him coming through – Talk to the front office, and the front office was like, no, nah, like, they kind of want to go with Westbrook. Like, what do you mean they kind of want to? Like, LeBron and AD are really feeling Westbrook, and, like, boom, that was the trade they made. But we've known this as Laker fans, as NBA fans, as LeBron fans. We we make fun of his name, the GM. He makes moves, you know? And one thing I was saying is 
this shows you the difference of being in the West Coast. He could he could do that in the East Coast with the Cleveland, with Miami, and still make top four in the playoffs. But you can't do that in the West Coast. That shows you how hard. That's why I still got to give him his respect. Getting one championship and one play in tournament. <laughs> you know? I got this Twitter stat from at the Mr. Man. Lakers record with LeBron by season. 2018-2019, 37-45. Missed the playoffs. 2019-2020, 52-19. Bubble season. Win the championship. 2020-2021, 42-30. First round exit. 2021-2022, 31-48. the playoffs, including the play-in. West Coast is hard. It's <laughs> the, hard out here. The West Coast is hard, and LeBron... It's old. Yeah. <laughs> and LeBron should probably, you know, I think this is a very humbling experience. He talks about being humbled all the time, right? He's not letting the other people do their job. I think he wants a fingerprint in everything. And we talk about how, you know, he is the next Jordan or the closest player to Jordan. Well, Michael Jordan was doing this as well. Mm-hmm. Just, just, you know. Everyone does it. Yes. He was doing it as a Wizards player. Don't you remember? Because mm-hmm. he was in the front office and then he came out of retirement to go do that. So it's just LeBron figured that out earlier than Michael Jordan did, and he has more of a, 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 of a because of the era that he's in. It's it's more about the player now. With that being said, you do deserve most of this blame then, because you are the one who assembled this mm-hmm. roster. You're the one saying, "Hey, I want these people. I want these people." How can the front office do their job properly if you're gonna always be like, "No, I'm gonna override this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna do this. I oh, actually want this." Yeah, you, you know, you uh, know what sounds better? No, I'm with you. Like you're, you're right. Like. Rob Palinka, we don't know how much he could really do, you know, because we have this like clutch coming in, you know, causing a divide. The same with who else is giving, who who are who are the real ones? We always hear the Rambuses, the Rambi, that, right? Yeah, the Rambi. Like yeah. the because it's it's yeah, Linda and Kerb. Yeah, yeah, so good. I've never heard Rambi. No? That's why I've yeah. never heard anybody say that. <laughs> Shout so out so. to uh, George Sedano from ESPN LA. Oh, he said it's so yeah, good. Yeah, they're they're very funny. But yeah, like that, you know, like like Uncle Ben said. With great responsibility, with great power, takes great responsibility. And LeBron is giving himself this power, essentially, by, you know, making these force moves. Kind of saying, you should pay this guy a little bit more because I like playing with him, you know? Like, with that, you should take the blame of it being, okay, a lot of it was on me on my decisions. But you got to live with the decisions and take the responsibility. LeBron, as a player this season, I give him an A-. minus. LeBron, as a GM, D-. minus. If the Lakers had a better record, he would be in the conversation for MVP. Let me go ahead and give you his stats real quick. 30.3 points per game. You know, he was in the running for the leading scorer of the league, the scoring champion. Oh, no, he was not getting the scoring title now, sitting out two games. Yeah, he's he's sitting, and I think Joel Embiid just notched him. He just edged over him. Uh, But 52% from the floor, 35, almost 36% from three-point range, 8.2 rebounds a game, 6.2 assists, a steal, and a block a game. At what, year 19 in the league? Solid, right? So, you know, he's still got it as a player, but... You made this happen, too. You took away a shitload of the organization's funding for one player, and when you have to play, pay one player more, it's going to be hard to get other fucking pieces. Also, who is the brain responsible for getting rid of DeAndre Jordan and having that small ball you know, concoction those last couple mm. of games? It failed miserably. Because when LeBron's playing center at 19 years in the league, he's going to get fatigued way easier. And as a result of that, their offense is going to stagnate. They're not going to get enough motivation to play defensively. 
No, no, that was terrible. Whoever made that decision, that's shame on one. you. Yes, that's right. The one. That's him. That's, that's the one. Get him. <laughs> get him. He's fired. Fire him. <laughs> get rid of him. Oh, shit, man. Uh, yeah, the front office, the coaching staff, the players. That's the one thing. Russell Westbrook, did you see what Westbrook. he said? He's hoping to come back, but he can't control what he can't control. Oh, now he wants to come back? I thought he was out the foot already. He was gone. I thought he was like, you know, it was nice playing here. The post-game press conference after the Suns game, you could tell it was so subtle, so so backhanded compliments. Like, I tried to control what I did. Mm. I came in here. You know, I'm thankful. I'm being faithful. He was just saying, you know, he can mm. control what he can, and, you know, he has a nice family at home. But you could tell there was severe frustration with him. Whatever it was behind the scenes, uh, maybe in a couple years we'll, we'll get more of the details that leak. We'll get a tell-all. Yeah, right? Uh, written by Ramona Shelburne. <laughs> <laughs> Shout-out to Momo, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, but the players, you said it. I agree. There needs to be changes. Yeah. Get some young blood in there. And how that can be done and, and who they can get rid of is, is we can only speculate. Mm. Because they're going to do what they're going to do, and then we're going to just have our reactions, right? Yeah, and for me, though, I feel like this next upcoming year, being LeBron's last with the Lakers, I feel like the Lakers organization really have to be balls on the wall, their own shit. And be like, hey, we love you, we respect you, we we won a championship with you, but the last two seasons we kind of followed your lead, where we, we wanted to make different moves, you know? We wanted to do this. We'll give you the one on the coaching. We, we probably should have listened to you for coaching, but... You picking other players, again, I'm going to say it's not the East Coast. You can't really, you know, win with, like, B to C players. You really kind of need some B-plus, A-minus players, I feel, to play on the Pacific and on the West Coast, you know, to at least do well. And, like, hey, that's us. That's us this year, LeBron. Take it or leave it, you know? Like, let's do it this year the same the way we want to. Genie needs to get them, you know, them cojones in check, you know? Going back to that Lakers-Phoenix games, I like the effort between Austin Reeves, uh, Malik Monk. Austin Reeves had this crazy-ass shot. Did you see that? Uh, I just like the hustle with those youngsters. Malik Monk. Well, that's what we needed more of, and we got rid of it. We could see how, like, the hustle and, like, wanting that job worked. But after losing Alex Caruso, we should learn from that and at least take one or two solid, maybe more defensive-minded reserves because I always feel that we take the offensive one and then the next year – it doesn't really pan out. I know? agree. I agree, Malv. And to piggyback off of what I was saying earlier, that's why I do feel uh, you were hearing those rumblings between the Utah Jazz and their dysfunction. If you had to pick a player between Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, I'm going to pick the defensive player in Gobert. Not because I don't like Donovan. It's just I feel like LeBron is going to want to run his offense. He's going to be the man there. And you need someone solid in the middle. That is what this season showed me. Uh, defense wins championships. Straight up. That's wishful thinking. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how it is. Okay, Mal, moving on to the Lakers players. Their current roster. I want to play a little game with you. We're going to call this keep, trade, or cut. I'm going to list the current roster, and I want your take on whether or not we should keep this player, trade this player, or cut this player. Sound easy? Let's do this. All right. First one up, LeBron James. You got to keep, bro. There's nothing else. It will ruin the whole league. Everything would go in shambles if we traded him away. What if they traded him, though? That would be insane. You know, he's fu- he's trading all these players his whole life, and then the Lakers, oh, man. And they got to trade him somewhere fucked up, too. <laughs> always, always. Trade you know? him to the Thunder. Oh, <laughs> he's talking He's talking all the, the <laughs> fanfare about them, right? No, I don't think they'll do that. That's just going to be horrible karma for them. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Anthony Davis. I hate to say it, but I got to trade him, bro. 
I've said this already. I think you're the only one here who really loves this boy. I, he was one of my favorite players. Him I told Kawhi. you he used to hit that Pau Gasol fucking switch, bro. Pau was soft that first year. You know, everybody was calling him out and stuff. Kind of like similar play. It's like it's hit that hit that switch. It's different levels though, because Powell was actually getting punked. Anthony Davis is just getting injured, and he's not being on the floor. But I feel like he 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 does get a little pump. I always said he always needs a little bit more aggression. Then uh, he needs a little bit more aggression. Hopefully this season, because I know I just read like he was going out like he doesn't hear the chatter like during the season because the chatter is getting pretty loud these last two weeks on AD's trade, and is he going to stay? And if it's a good move. And just thinking about the injuries, it's a trade for me. Wow. Thanks for the ring. <laughs> I say keep him. Um, he didn't play half the year. I know, I know, I know. Hopefully, you know, silver lining, you know, this will give him more time to rest, even though he hasn't really played this all freaking half of this <laughs> season, right? He's been resting for a long time. Right. Uh, you can really trace all this back to 2020, though. Oh, my God. The no, bubble? No. Yeah, no, yeah. Get yeah, out of yeah. here. No, you really can because look at that condensed schedule – from the bubble to the next season, and then, you know, they were full throttle right there, and then you're going to come back, do this. And you know, physical it, therapist. It, 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 you <laughs> but you see the difference, though, when you have an older roster. This was one of the older rosters in the league, right? Of all time. This is history old, bro. And with that being said, it's going to take longer for them to heal. I personally feel like the best way to win a championship is from inside out. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon. I consider them like the sun in the solar system, and all the other players revolve around them. So Anthony Davis is still that caliber of a player. It's just his health is another thing. There's not many of them out there. I want to keep him. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see this next one. Russell Westbrook. This one's so fucking hard for me too, bro. First of all, we can't trade him nowhere. No one wants no. him, right? <laughs> Nobody Man, you're hard to, to want, bro. Come on. How come they don't want me, huh? <laughs> Shout out to Will Smith, right? Fuck. It's too soon. <laughs> um, ah, fuck. I, I like Westbrook's play. It just wasn't for this team. So I'm going to say, like, I know he wasn't a pure cancer, but I think that could bring cancer, like, side effects in. Go back to OKC where they let you do whatever you want. <laughs> you're saying trade him to OKC? Oh, I just say get the fuck out of town, bro. <laughs> just buy I, yourself out. <laughs> I was rooting for Russell Westbrook since the beginning, dude. He's a we Hawthorne. He's a Hawthorne local. He grew up right here, ten minutes down where we were. Well, he kept that energy. It just wasn't being. It didn't work. He was still shooting it up. Everybody saying don't, but at least he is still shooting him. He was who he was, and he didn't yeah, change. And like that's what you want. But again, the play just didn't match everybody else, and that was the only thing that made this. You got to go, bro. Sorry. You're a carcinogen. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> Warning, playing with Russell Westbrook may cause like, irritated, <laughs> irritated Twitter posts. Fuck, <laughs> all so this good. other stuff. Um, it's going to be really hard to trade him. Uh, the Lakers have a lot of responsibilities. I know to John do- Wall, too. Sorry, bro. Just like, I hope they don't do something stupid like another fool off the bench. Like, yeah, let's not just have any legs. You know, let's just keep the contract. Like, fuck no, I'd rather, I'd rather keep Westbrook than if you're going to fucking do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. A little bit more Russell Westbrook news. According to the at Stein line, Charlotte has been increasingly mentioned by league insiders as a team to watch on the Russell Westbrook trade front. What? We're getting LaMelo? <laughs> yes, Mel. Yes, yes, we're going to get LaMelo. It's the other ball, right? Oh, the better sh- ball. 
I love your optimism. I love your way of thinking. That's why we're Lakers fans, right? Uh, most likely that's not going to be the case, though. Right. But you brought something else up, right? Between uh, Oh, yeah, Jordan brand connection. So this might have some truth to it. We all know Russell Westbrook is under the Jordan brand, releases his, you know, zero agent shoes off there. And uh, this sounds more real than the other rumors we've been hearing. Also, uh, more from the Stein line. Lakers are under consideration of using the, quote, wave and stretch provision if they do not find a suitable trade for Westbrook. So just as we're getting off of the Luol Deng trade, uh, a straight release of Westbrook that essentially transforms his mammoth player option to the next season into what lives on their books as a three-year deal in the $15 million range annually. That would move them out of the luxury tax territory, and it would make it easier for them to retain free agent to be Malik Monk. Uh, another thing, too, on Westbrook, we're giving him all this slander. You know, Twitter is going in on him. The analysts are, too. He's an iron horse, bro. And this season alone, you know, he's played 78 of the 79 total games. He is expected to miss tonight's game against the Warriors, as is AD, as is LeBron. And that is what it is. But, you know, if he if he's available, they would have played him. Next player, Carmelo Anthony. Fuck. See, like, it just sucks. You got all these nostalgia bombs. I felt he did pretty solid when he was playing. He actually tried, I felt. He's doing his thing in Puerto Rico. You know, I, I, I got to say keep him for, for that veteran present. It's fuck, if, if Haslam can have a fucking contract for who knows how long, I'm going to give it to Carmelo with the Lakers. Melo was solid this year after, you know, no one wanted him. 13.3 points per game, 44% from the floor, 37% from three, 4.2 rebounds, and assists a game. The downside to that, though, is he will be a year older uh, who knows how many opportunities he does have, but I do feel super bad for him because he wanted a ring. Oh, yeah, and, this uh, was his best chance. <laughs> this was his worst. This, 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 was, this was his best chance, but this was like the, the worst, worst situation. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. yeah. Oh, On paper, this shit looks good, bro. <laughs> Stay mellow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mellow. Uh, I'm sorry. We're sorry. Lo siento. <laughs> I know we know Spanish. Malik Monk? Uh, He's going to pick up his tab. I think that's what he said. I want to keep Keep him. Let's see what happens. I like him. He's a little bit errant, though, because he gets too fast. He gets a little aggressive. I see the Westbrook in him where he's just like, "Uh, calm down a little bit, Malik. Uh, Malik, Malik. the 6'4 freak. Uh. (laughs) Shout out to Tribe Called Quest. I've been waiting to use that all season, man. Shut up. I got all my nicks. Well, they haven't been winning. Oh, only when they're winning, is it? Yeah. Uh, Dwight Howard. Gotta go. Too old. I, yeah. Too old. I'm sorry, Dwight. He had his time. He won the he won the ring. That was perfect. Underutilized. Gotta go somewhere and chill. Chill on the bench. Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Cut! <laughs> Immediately. Get rid of him. Hey, sorry. he has potential. Austin Reeves. You gotta keep him. I said you gotta look at the Caruso mess and look like this is a positive from your fucking drafting and playing, your fucking D League. Like you got to keep G this League guy. G-League mouth. G no League. longer G the D-League. League. Damn Gatorade. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say that you have to just just by learning by your mistake, at least. I love this the hustle. minimum. Play the minimum. We'll, we'll get you, you know? And let the let the other members know, like, hey, fool, we're keeping this fool because he he'll play the defense that you won't play. You know? Stanley Johnson. I, you got to keep him for his hustle. Cut. What? Yeah. Too, he, he just fucked up for you too much no, at the just, end? He wasn't hitting his shots when he needed to. I love the hustle, but... He wasn't doing it for me. Sorry. Wenyan Gabriel? I'm indifferent right now. I should cut him if I had to cut somebody. Maybe you take him back to the South Bay Lakers for a little bit, have him develop a bit more, and call him up towards the end of next season. Yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be cool. DJ Augustine? No. Yeah. <laughs> you both just looked at each yeah. other just like, fuck. <laughs> I said, yeah, pull the plug. Yeah. Uh, it was a very, 
bizarre signing to mm. begin with. Um, he's just undersized, and he did have a perfect game, though. So, you know. Give him that in the, the uniform. Yeah, so shout out to that. Taylor Horton Tucker. You have to keep him, right? But I'm trading him. Trading him? Yeah. Who's going to take him? Uh, I think I still think he the has Pelicans? some potential. <laughs> LeBron b- put, bolsters somebody's stock so much, but yet they don't, you know, follow through after. Yeah. He's still young enough, though. He's still young enough. He's only 21. Great size, 6'4", 234 pounds. Someone will want him. Uh, and he, he's still solid. He's still a solid player. Trevor Ariza? He's old, but in my heart, keep him. Right? <laughs> keep okay. him. He won keep a ring. Him. He won put a him. ring in 09. Put him in a tube. What are one of those Hyperbaric fucking, chamber? Yeah, put him in those shits all summer. <laughs> and don't let him play the first two weeks of next season. And we got a defensive specialist. Malv, I don't think your dream's coming true. Just getting this from Shams right here. The Los Angeles Lakers intend to waive Trevor Ariza and use the roster spot to convert a young player prior to Sunday's deadline to sign a player. Smart basketball move, but it hurts my heart. Breaks my heart. <laughs> Avery Bradley. I want to keep him. I'm cutting him. God damn. We ain't going to have nobody on this team. Uh, Mason Jones. Who is that? I guess he's on the Lakers. Mm. He's (laughs) cut. (laughs) Yeah, get rid of him. (laughs) According to Wikipedia, he is 23 years old. He's six foot four. He's number 40 for the Lakers. Uh, Yeah, get rid of him. Let's get rid of him right now. Let's get rid of everybody of this generation. That should have been Costas Antetokounmpo, (laughs) all right? That's why we didn't win. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kent Bazemore? I'm gonna keep him. I want to keep him. him. I want to keep him. You know, he you had could try such on the a three sometimes. He had such a positive attitude this whole season. He's 32. Yeah. Wow. He's hey, right. he has my same birthday. Yeah. Wow. Kendrick Spirits. Yes. So definitely, I'm gonna keep him. <laughs> uh, this was his second stint as a Laker. Moving on to the next player, Wayne Ellington. Cut him. I don't uh, like his name. <laughs> what else you gotta say? What I'm your therapist today. What else do you need to get off your chest, young Mowgli? I don't know, man. I think that it's already, it's already a very... Out. I feel you cleared out. This is already a kind of a long episode. Uh, we can do the injured list real quick. <laughs> Welcome to the injured list, where we recap recent player injuries as well as players returning from injuries. Lonzo Ball, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. His rehab was not progressing as it should be. It is now confirmed that he will be out for the remainder of the season. At least Alex Caruso will be in the playoffs. Shout out to the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan, though, because he had another 50-burger, and they came back against the Clippers. Of course, the episode, we dropped the comeback Clippers, right? They, they lose a 16- or an 18-point deficit, but they amend themselves by dropping 143, right? Robert Covington, he comes in, and he destroys against the Bucks 43 points, 11 of 18 from three-point range. I think that's a Clippers franchise record. Uh, and, hey, don't you have some injury reporting news? Yes, bro. I was totally getting insane over this. The machine is coming back. The claw? The claw, bro. I was reading. They said he's going to be coming back. And you know he has to, bro, since Paul George came back and he showed up and he's like, yo, I have to win. I can't even do his voice, but I I think he had to be. He was pushed in. So I think they're saying for like a first round, if they get in, then he's coming back and Let's see how that goes. Clippers could be the dark horse of the NBA. And fresh dude. legs, double. You got two stars. Shout out to Norman Powell as well, who came back against the Phoenix Suns yesterday. He was out for a while with a broken foot. So, yeah, they're gearing up to do something, man. Let's see what happens. A freeway series in the playoffs is all we want, okay? Uh, ben Simmons, Steve Nash has ruled him out from the play in tournament. Maybe the first round. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 
Uh, I think that's enough injuries for me right now. And that is going to do it for today's episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything of that sort, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And one more thing, follow us on social media, will ya? At malv underscore n underscore mowgli. The playoffs are just around the corner, Malv, and we got a bunch of cool stuff that we're preparing for our social media. Hope you guys give us a follow, like it, tell us what you think. Uh, we're excited, though. We're excited. Unlike the Lakers, we're going to the playoffs. Right. <laughs> we still got work to do, man. This is last week. The season's not over for us. Yeah, it's playoff edition, bro. We're getting back to that playoff edition uh, last week. So I'm excited for that, and hopefully you guys are too. Mal, final thoughts? Anybody but the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs>